0: Hello everyone and welcome to the second episode of the Melting Scott podcast. Uh, My name is Dunaid Ashraf. Uh, I'm the founder and director of the Melting Scott and uh, today we have here with us uh, another contributor from the Melting Scott blog. Um, So I have here with me Aisha who is a microbiology student at the uh, Glasgow Caledonian University. Um, She's Pakistani and got involved in the Melting Scott as she feels strongly about issues which are overlooked or not mentioned in her community. Uh, Her blogs mainly consist of cultural and taboo topics which she feels need to be opened up and talked about more and she hopes she can teach but also learn from the readers of the Melting Scott blog uh, as well. Um, She thinks it's important to be open about situations and voice our opinions so she's she says she's thrilled to be part of the Melting Scott uh, and uh, what she can contribute. Uh, and we're very glad to have her. Um, so to speak about the one of our blog posts that she's come, uh, come up with is um, to do with mental health in the South Asian community. So Aisha, we're very glad to have you here with us today. And um, thank you for coming. Um, would you like to talk us through the blog post and why you've written it and uh, just kind of your thoughts and feelings?
1: Hi everyone so as um, I just need say, my name is Aisha and um, I'm happy to be here to talk to you guys about my um, blog post which is about mental health in the South Asian community. So um, I decided to talk about this because uh, I don't feel like it's spoken about much within our communi- community. I know it is um, throughout the past few years beginning to and um, we spoke a bit more. I know a, a few um, public figures and stuff from Scotland that have spoke about it, but um, well, I thought with melting Scott, this was an opportunity just to open up a little bit more about it and maybe make um a sort of a bigger difference within our community and opening up about it a little bit more. So um, within the blog, I've just discussed um about how people suffer with it and especially within our community they tend to keep quiet. I've spoke about the responses that um people within our community may get um in regards to mental health, you know, like uh you should pray more. I think that comes with religion as well, or you know, it's just in your head, or I think I've heard a lot of elders say as well, you know, we never had this at your age. Um uh, especially within our community mental health is tied in a lot with faith which obviously shouldn't be the case because it's got nothing to do with it Um, so I've touched briefly on that as well um, I've briefly spoke about how elders in our community you know they've been raised a certain way so they've got a certain mentality so I don't blame them for the way that they react sometimes because you know that's all they really know but I have touched on how as a younger generation it is our responsibility to open up and to teach them and to make them aware that you know this is a real thing and people are suffering um and I've just at the end of the blog I've just touched on how if you're you need to be more open and if you're willing to admit that that, you know you have a problem then you'll be helping the next person and just teach each other that although this community has taught you you know carry everything on your shoulders that's not what we should be doing. Um, I've also touched on how our, our, our community and I think a lot of you would agree with me it's really bad for you know judging and backbiting and all of that stuff and I think that is a big reason that plays a part in mental health in our community and um, I think that's part of what causes it and that's also what part of why people don't speak up in the first place so um, oh. yeah I just wanted to touch on all those specific topics.
0: Okay well let me pick up with some of the points you raised earlier on there uh, about awareness of mental health issues so um, actually that's spoken about quite a lot actually so um, I guess what do you think will make the situation better for uh, I guess we're speaking specifically about the South Asian community, but you know, ethnic minority Scots in general. How do you think the situation can improve or will be improved? Do you think it's about discussing the issues more? Do you do believe that we need to have slightly better education? With, um, you've mentioned a few times, obviously, like the sort of elderly population, that obviously, we we look up to, um, obviously, our parents, our grandparents, um, in some cases great grandparents. Um, how do you feel as if this uh, stigma, which is attached to uh, mental health awareness or mental health well-being. Um, how do you feel we can um, improve the situation for everyone?
1: Well, as I said, I mean, as a topic that's been spoke about a lot more in the past few years, you know, as I said, there's been a lot of like public figures within Scotland that spoke about it. But I just I don't feel like it's made a huge impact. I don't feel like people within our community still feel comfortable enough to speak about their mental health problems. And obviously, as a BAME community, so I know, like, you know, they might not talk about it in schools or universities, but I think sort of each individual in our community has a responsibility, you know, and, um, you know, they say if your friends are going through something, if your family's going through something, you be there for them. And I think I touched on our blog, it's our responsibility. So, you know, you teach your own parents, you teach your own family, you teach your own relatives, you know. Um, like I said, I don't, it's not something that you can broadcast to the whole world. It's just each individual needs to do something in their, own, and their yeah. own
0: part. But I think it's something interesting you touched up upon there, which is uh, you talk about how universities and colleges have been speaking more about um, mental health issues. However, I get the feeling that what you're saying there is that you don't feel as if that awareness has had a much of an impact on you as an ethnic minority Scottish person. So do you believe that there's some sort of perspective that needs to be taken by these institutions that are pushing, obviously, greater awareness of these issues, that they need to have some basic level of sort of intersectionality to speak about the uh, South Asian perspective, the Black perspective, you know, different communities and things like that, because you don't really feel as if we're being included in that conversation? Um,
1: Yes. Yeah, so like I said, obviously our community is a little bit different, so I did say our community is like one of the worst for like backbiting and, you know, like judging, and I said that's one of the reasons why I think people have mental health problems and people don't talk about them, and obviously if you're at university or you're at school, they're not specifically going to talk about the South Asian community, but I feel like if maybe they targeted groups more, that would be more helpful rather than speaking in a general.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so I guess, uh, I mean, you are saying that obviously, obviously they won't be speaking about specific communities, but the, at the end of the day, obviously, for example, within my job in like politics, I mean, I actually believe that that is something that should be discussed at the end of the day, where second, third generation, fourth generation, some people fifth generation, um, immigrants, Scottish Pakistanis, diaspora, however it wants to be, um, you know, however you want the label to be. Um, And we are part and parcel of this community here. So we should be included if something is affecting me or you, then it feels as if uh, institutions and things like that should really be including us in that conversation in a way that's actually meaningful to us. Um, But let's talk a little bit more about what we can do, I suppose. I guess there's the aspect of we should feel comfortable about how we're feeling with our family and we shouldn't really be feeling that stigma because uh, as we're we're all aware, obviously, we have some very close sort of like family relations uh, amongst uh, ethnic minority communities, we're very close with our cousins, um, like how the, we, or uh, we're very close with our, you know, our Kalas, our mammals, our chachus, our popos, you know, our um, extended family. But it's a bit strange that we're in the situation where we're closer within our communities to our families, but we feel as if we can't speak about as much to them. Uh, and you have obviously touched on the whole backbiting um, issue as well, which uh, we're all aware is pretty common, but. Why do you think there is the denial and hiding of the issue at home, like due to like societal pressures? I mean, why do people not want to talk about it, or why do people um, feel as if there is uh, an issue with um, speaking up about the concerns of their, you know, young people or children? Why why don't they want to talk about it? I mean, do you have any ideas?
1: I, I feel like with elders, it's like if they pretend it's not there, then it's not actually there. Like I feel like with some elders it's like in their head they genuinely think it's not a real thing they're just like oh you know you're just going through a phase or you know like like I said in the blog you know they might just say that it's just in your head you know you just need to get out of it or you know you should start praying more Um, you know like they'll say that you know we never had this at your age so it can't be a thing. Um, that's all the common answers, but I, I just feel like majority, majority of it just comes from just denial in their own head. Like, you know, it's just not a real thing. You're just, you're just going through a phase. Uh,
0: but, you, but but I mean, through that, clearly they can realise that there is an issue. But I guess the solution to the issue is something that they're not really aware of uh, how to tackle. Um, so I guess the issue might be not to do with the fact that they don't realise that there's an issue, but is the fact that they don't know how to deal with the situation, which I guess is, obviously not to um, completely shy away from the issue. I guess it's kind of granted com- c- considering the fact that a lot of them would have came to this country. It's not something that they would have dealt with directly or obviously uh, back home in whatever nation it is, you know, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, or what other uh, country it could be. Is that It's perhaps something that's not discussed uh, within their sort of communities but, um, uh, where, where they grew up. So from that, I guess the, the situation might be improved if there was, Better awareness like we've spoken about already and education uh, and we guess we've spoken about you know we could do that through universities through colleges i mean do you feel as if um on a point that you brought up to do with um the religious aspect for some of us uh, i know for uh, a lot of either christian communities and muslim communities it is sometimes related back to a lack of faith and um, so do you feel as if there's a larger role here perhaps that for the elderly community that mosques or churches and things like that should have more of a role in trying to change these situations and um, do you feel as if there's something that they should be doing uh, and if so what do you think that we could be doing?
1: Yeah 100% um, I feel like maybe if elders and mosques and churches and stuff if they were to speak you know they would obviously be speaking directly to our parents and to our elders and maybe um, our elders and our parents and stuff would understand a little bit better if they heard that you know from let like, from somebody from their generation and from around their age that you know um h- how to tackle it and you know just to for them to understand a little bit more you know just how deep it is and it's not just a phase or anything that you your children are just going through um i know i have personally heard a lot of friends tell me you know that, that they've some men- some sort of mental health problem and their parents have said to them, you know, well, you know, maybe you should start praying more, you know, start making du'a, you know, reach your ma's, whatever it is. Um and some of my friends they are they do pray, um they do pray as much as they can. Um, but it's just I just don't think the two are related. Mm. Uh, I
0: think that really um goes back to perhaps Cool. We got you there, yep. Uh, I think there's an aspect of it that perhaps relates to, I mean, I guess the religious uh, aspect is that they are trying to help. They do realise that there's an issue. It's not going to see uh, They do realise that there is an issue, uh, and that's, I guess, their solution to the problem uh, itself. Um, so I, I suppose that there is perhaps, a, you know, an okay foundation to be able to begin with, but it's just obviously the, the engagement with uh, the elderly population. Uh, but I guess maybe going away from the elderly population that we've spoken about quite a lot in terms of their direction and what they can do. You also spoke about what young people could do, which is obviously to open up conversations like we're doing here today, uh, and, uh, and obviously from the perspective that's like okay, it's okay to not be okay, uh, and we need to play a role in obviously making making sure that this doesn't perpetuate itself uh, and the stigma uh, that comes along with it. So. I suppose uh, the next step we could say is basically: Do you have any advice for anyone listening that is going through some of these issues? What they should do? Is there anyone they should reach out to? I mean, do you have any advice? Um, like you said, obviously something you've spoken about, so I'm, I'm assuming something you've looked up uh, a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um. What What advice I would give as if you're not comfortable speaking to your parents or even any sort of elder you know auntie uncle just speak to someone you're close with even if it's not a relative if it's a close friend just whoever you trust the most just speak to them and then um, I know how it feels beyond the receiving end as well I know how it feels like for somebody to come to you and sometimes you might not know what to say or you know sometimes it can be frustrating if somebody's constantly coming to you and you you just don't know what to say to them but what I what advice I would give is just if anyone comes to you, just try to be there for them but as much as possible. And if if somebody you know is struggling, I would sort of um push them towards them telling their parents because at the end of the day you are surrounded by family majority of the time. And especially right now we're in lockdown. So, you know, people's mental health might be they might be suffering a little bit more right now than usual. You know, you can't go out, you can't see your friends. So I would if you're speaking to anyone who's suffering, I would just tell them, you know, you need to try and tell your parents Um, like I said family's all you've got right now so maybe they can help you you know spend more time with them do more things with them
0: all right I mean uh, I think that's solid advice considering obviously like you're saying the situation we're in and lockdown um I mean something that's always struck me personally is quite odd is the uh the situation that we're in within for example specifically our communities with like South Asians is obviously quite a lot of us will have family members who are either doctors um or related in the health field and things like that and then for for generations you know for um and then for people to have so much of a lack of understanding you would feel as if we would actually be ahead of the general population so that's always struck me as a bit odd as to why i feel as if we're slightly behind general like you know general society and the general population uh i feel as if this is somewhere where we could have really gotten ahead uh, of the curve um and I guess there's that aspect of obviously the relationship between uh, people saying that, you know, we need to take um, mental health and physical health. Well, mental health is as seriously as physical health. Um, also, we're seeing like you know, numbers of suicides and things like that going uh, rising year on year. And obviously, this is something that's having somewhat of an impact. Um, um, not somewhat of a, it's having a huge impact on obviously uh, our communities nowadays. Obviously, I finished university only uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, and the amount of people who are going through these issues on their own, um, I think everyone needs to really understand that you know, you're not going through this alone. A lot of people are uh, going through the same sort of situation you are. Uh, and I personally feel as if there's a lot that can be done on university campuses um, within like Islam societies or, you know, there's, when I was at Glasgow the University, they had the South Asian society, they had the Pakistani society, they had the Indian society, you have the Qaddesi society, you have a Middle Eastern North African society. And all of these groups, I think, perhaps can come together and, uh, and talk about the sort of uh, intersectionality of these issues and the um, sort of the, the leadership sort of like position we can take about having a little bit more depth in these conversations because I feel as if at times, we're just talking about the issue itself to do with um, if you're feeling low or depressed or anxious and things like that. And there are issues with the community that have the stigma. One aspect is to talk about it more to obviously reduce that stigma. So uh, it's spoken about a little bit more in society. But I guess another aspect needs to be that there needs to be a concerted sort of effort to say that, you know what, we have a specific issue on this. We need to not only just vaguely talk about it, we also need to make sure that the imams are giving out sermons on these sort of uh, perspectives in our community. Uh, There needs to be an engagement on a one-to-one level with uh, the elderly population, like you've said, quite a lot. Uh, And I feel as if something we need to directly engage with and not shy away from. So uh, I was really excited to obviously read your uh, blog post. And I I thoroughly enjoyed what the discussions that came out of it. And there were quite a lot of people who were messaging the the page as well, uh, which I think we've shared with yourself. So DMs and things like that. Um, And the sort of advice I'd give to anybody who is listening to this as well is obviously they can also reach out to us. If we can push you on to uh, other organizations and, you know, signpost to where else um, they can get help. But um I hope obviously in the future there can be more discussions on on this. Um your latest blog post was this related to mental health as well again, or was it related to I can't remember what your latest log, blog post was related to? Was this the one I just sent in or yeah, yeah yeah. Uh just so you know listeners can obviously uh hear what to expect from you the next time you're on, on the podcast.
1: Um my next blog post that's will be up is about um rights women's rights after marriage you know in the south asian community sort of touch on culture again and that
0: okay i mean i think there's a really good theme of discussions on topics and subjects you're bringing to uh the melting spot uh, and uh, i'm really glad we could have this discussion here today with you uh, and i'm sure all the listeners would be uh, very excited to hear about um obviously the future sort of podcasts uh will be uh, showcasing together um so thank you very much for coming on today, Aisha, and, and I really appreciate you talking us through your blog post, uh, and I'm excited to have you back on here. Uh, thank Paul, you for you having me. On. It was
1: really good. It was a good discussion.
0: Good. Wow.